Once a week, we pick a random subreddit and talk about that subject for about an hour. I'm Matt Heron. I'm Father Time. I'm Louisa Heron. No, you're Baby New Year. Damn it. <laughs> no, I won't. <laughs> okay, then I'm Baby New Year. Oh, no. <laughs> and, and I am the angel of death, counting down the seconds until you are taken into my dark class. <laughs> and I'm the ghost of Christmas future, pointing at all of our graves. We all share a grave. Wait, why are you Christmas future? We did Christmas a long time ago. A week, one week, one week from the day we're recording this ago. Yeah, but two weeks from when it's released ago, Jeff. Time. Hold on, I think we have to be aware of time. I think you're burying the lead. I'm very disturbed that we're all in one grave. (laughs) Yeah, it just just says Matt, but we're all in there. (laughs) It doesn't even have a last name. They had to hide our bodies in an unmarked grave so they wouldn't be desecrated because of the terrible things we did while we were alive. Here lies Matt. He was a real bastard about Christmas. What's weird is that there's a question mark after Matt. Here lies Matt? Question mark? Whatever, whether or not it's Matt, he definitely was a real bastard. Uh, Only about Christmas. He was generous every other time of year. But one Christmas, his dad came down the chimney as Santa and got stuck and died, so now he hates Christmas. Jeff, this is a real weird fan theory you have about uh, Christmas Carol, but I'm definitely into it. I like the idea that the rest of the time Scrooge is like, Oh yeah, Bob Cratchit, here, have a $10,000 bonus for Arbor Day or whatever. Well, yeah, there has to be some explanation for why Scrooge isn't into it when Bob Cratchit brings him that mogwai for Christmas. (laughs) Wait, what? That's, I was giving the backstory of the girl from Gremlins. She hates Christmas because her dad died. I forgot about that. That's the one thing about Gremlins, by the way. That's not the th- anything about Gremlins. No one remembers her in that movie at all. No one remembers the first Gremlins at all, except for that part. Everyone remembers Gremlins Two. What the you're Gremlins out of your mind? Halloween costumes. I've never <laughs> but, seen Gremlins Two. I've only seen the first one. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, Gremlins Two is a fever dream everyone else had. I mean, it is a lot like a fever dream in that it's got all of the things that you would, like, as a kid, be like, oh man, how cool would it be if this gremlin was also a spider? And then you'd, like, pull the arms and legs off your other action figures and put it on that one, and that was just this movie. Yeah, there's a great Key and Peele sketch about the creation of Gremlins 2, which, uh, if you guys haven't seen, you should definitely see that. Cool. Does it involve the fact that Robert Picardo definitely fucks a gremlin in that movie? Because that happens 100%. Yeah, I think they do mention that in passing, but it's like Uh, a writer's room brainstorming session of all their crazy ideas. Yeah. It's an insane movie. I kind of miss the days, like, we still get some crazy sequels. Like, John Wick 2 is pretty crazy compared to John Wick, the first one. But nothing, like, there's no things like gremlins 2 compared to gremlins that was like way crazier than the first one for no reason 
I think that's an outlier, though, because I feel like all the sequels I went to see as a kid, you'd be super excited. Oh, there's more Ghostbusters or whatever. But it was just, like, not as good as the first one ever. Ghostbusters 2 is not as good as the first one, but they do pilot the Statue of Liberty with an NES controller. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, that's not a great example, because we didn't just rehash the plot of the first one, as most sequels do. Weekend at Bernie's 2, they definitely just rehashed the That's another crazy one. Yeah, Yeah, that one goes way off the rails. It goes way off the rails, but all the plot is... Forget about that voodoo stuff, because who cares? I think, what? Wait, the voodoo I, stuff is yeah. the main thing. They introduced magic that, in the second movie of the franchise. That's I know, crazy. I think that might but be the all... only movie of all time where the first movie of the series does not mention magic at all being extant, and then the second movie was like, just kidding, we're, we're in a universe where magic was real the whole time. That's <laughs> yeah. crazy. We just but never brought it up before. From a perspective, you can see how it's just desperation. Like, uh, how do we explain <laughs> that he's not decomposing? We need to do exactly the same no, things in the next the movie. it's the same day! Wait, it's what? It's the same day. <laughs> you it is. <laughs> no, wait, are you guys, when was the last time you guys watched Weekend of Birdies 2? God, uh, I don't know if I've out. ever watched it. <laughs> I've watched Weekend at Birdies 2 within the last year. When's so the last I'm time certain... it was on Comedy Central during my childhood? Because that's the last time I, I watched it. <laughs> I am very confident in saying that the Weekend at Bernie's 2 begins, like, the second after the last shot of Weekend at Bernie's 1. Okay, that's fine. I love but that. as you'll know, there's a clue in the title weekend at bernie's he gets killed on like a friday afternoon right and yeah they would have to wait at least a week sunday the second one would have to be the next weekend in That's order true. for the title to be no accurate. no this is this is what i'm saying both of these movies take place in a single weekend it's the same I weekend see. no the, don't they have the at titular least a weekend dead bernie the titular weekend at bernie's is the whole series they should have called it weekend at bernie's part two Yes, that's a good idea. That's the only time when part two or chapter two would be an appropriate uh, subtitle for a sequel. Every other time where they actually did it, wrong. (laughs) They could have called it colon voodoo. No, it should have been Weekend at Bernie's 2 colon the rest of that weekend. (laughs) Weekend at Bernie's 2 Sunday. Yeah, exactly, because that's the thing. (laughs) The climax of the movie takes place on Saturday night, and then Sunday morning is the resolution. And so they still have all of Sunday, and that's when the voodoo stuff happens. They have all of Sunday to to fly to the Caribbean to meet people who need money. (laughs) They're already in the Caribbean. Yeah, Bernie's is is, is a Caribbean getaway. Yeah, it was just like Florida, was it not? Oh, uh, Louisa, you really need to remember read either this. of these classics. Uh, I'm okay, arbitrarily choosing a side of this I debate. Do. I don't think I do need to see that again. Thank you. <laughs> you need to revisit the classics, Louisa. You really need to brush up on your your literary knowledge. What uh, other stupid sequels are there where the sequel is just like wacky? I mean, almost every sequel really is like so desperate to recapture what happened in the first one that they end up completely missing the point of the first (laughs) one usually i think fast and the furious took until the fifth one to get really crazy but i also haven't seen any of those also all of those read like a sequel to a good movie but like the the good movie never got made yeah like (laughs) i can imagine a movie where where uh what's his name vincent Vincent? what's his face 
Vin, Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Vincent Mr. Diesel. Vincent Diesel. <laughs> well, is that what Vin is short for? No, his name is like Jerry or something. Yeah. Well, Vin's not short sure for anything. Okay. Made up. Well, that's stupid. I think his actual. Call... I think his last name is Vincent. Uh, I think I'm his gonna... name is like Paul Vincent or something. I'm going to call him Vincent Diesel. So <laughs> I can imagine a movie where Vincent Diesel is like a guy who, I don't know, like, gets on the wrong side of the law and starts working as a street racer or whatever, uh, and then, you know, the, but the plot is really about him trying to get his family back, and then uh, afterwards the sequel would be like, fuck all that plot and family stuff, like, now he's just a, a ultra-violent idiot, and yeah. also he still only talks about family. Those movies are called Triple X. Well, that too, but also Fast and the Furious is what I'm saying. Like, there sh- there should be a prequel, and it should be, like, a an intense emotional character drama. Should there yeah. be? Uh, Fast <laughs> and Furious, Fast Zero. Yes. <laughs> Fast Zero sounds like a Gatorade flavor, though. <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's the one that's, like, blue-teal-ish. Yeah. Uh, what did you do online, Matt? Uh, well, I've been playing a game that was recommended on, uh, by Chris Plant on Twitter, uh, called, um, Universal Paperclips. Have you heard of this, you guys? I only heard the title on, uh, the last episode of Besties that came out. It's, it's a tapper, or a clicker game, I should say tapper is a, another video game. No, it's a clicker (laughs) game, um, about making paperclips, and it's like... It's very good and weird, and it it does a lot of interesting things with the way that it sort of morphs itself through the course of the game, but people who recommend it have said that it has this very interesting message about, like, capitalism and how clicker games can sort of shine a light on the ultimate pointlessness of amassing wealth, and I can see that, but it's pretty heavy-handed with it, like... You know how in every clicker game, when you get to the end of it, you can then reset and start over, but it goes faster? Yeah. Uh, It does that, but before that, it's like, you need, like, the buttons say on them, like, I've been here with you all along, listening to what you need inside. This world is all, like, destroyed, and now you need to go on, if you want to continue your, like, unending lust for for more power, you can click on this button to go into another universe and destroy that one, too. And it's like, okay, guys, let's calm down a little bit. Yeah, I'm doing this because my brain has been ruined by video games to, like, numbers going up, so, like, maybe chill with the messages. Yeah, it's not like... I know... Go on. I was just gonna say, I know I mentioned this before, but I like the little, um, like, Maniac Mansion-style games you can get for your phone, just app games, but they're all like, ooh, explore this spooky mansion and try to solve the puzzles, and then when you get to the part where you solve the puzzles, it's always like, I'm a mad scientist who owns this house, and I've figured out a way to open a door to hell, come find me if you can. Like, literally everyone is about ghosts and hell demons once you get to the heart of it. Why? <laughs> these are these are your, your uh, search and click uh, the room and what have you games? Yeah, it's like you see a little grid that's different colors, and you're like, oh, I need to find marbles that will fit in here that are different colors, and then it turns out it's to a hell dimension. Always. <laughs> Every you, time. You open a drawer and it has five little devils in it. You have to figure yeah. out how to rotate them to fit into different slots. And a diary written in blood from an orphan child who died in the basement. <laughs> Always. I kind, of, 
I kind of feel like <laughs> modern video game makers, by and large, take themselves way too seriously, and it leads to a lot of this kind of stuff that yeah. you're talking about, and also the kind of stuff yeah, I'm talking, talking about. about. Yeah. Like, I, I am so sick of playing independent video games where it's like, okay, now kill this monster, and then you do, and then they're like, oh, you just killed a thing. Like, <laughs> don't you feel a way about how you just took a life? And it's like, no, I fucking don't, because it's just a game, asshole. Stop it. You can't trick me into feeling things. Yep. Ugh. I uh, sometimes like that and sometimes don't like that. It depends. I think it was cool when it was new, but now that every other game does it, I just, I get it. And... You're not saying anything innovative. It's that kind of thing that happens in all art forms when after the avant-garde people have done something, all of the not-as-intelligent people do it but act like they're still being avant-garde. Yeah. Well, how, uh. did, you, how did you feel about Undertale? Uh, I mean, Undertale, I felt like, was still on the cresting wave of that thing, and we've talked about Undertale on this show before and how we don't like it as much as everyone else, but... Um, I thought it was fine, and I got it. I got the message, but I also felt like the fact that in order for the message to get across, you have to make the game less fun to play mm. kind of means that you mm -hmm. kind of failed in getting your message across. I played a much shorter game that I can't remember the name of. It was a few years ago. It was just like a 10-minute freeware game that's set up like an RPG. And you're a little kid, and you leave your house like Earthbound, and you go, and like there's a stray cat, and you fight it. And then um, like you fight a couple of animals, and then you get to your destination, and it's a little graveyard where you're keeping all the animals you killed. And then you go home, and your parents are like, oh no, I think he's killing animals again. We really need to take him to the doctor. <laughs> oh no. And it was like, yeah, it's like really, really like effective and like kind of spooked me when I played it, but uh, that was the, like that did what uh, the same thing as Undertale, but in ten minutes, and it didn't uh, inspire any memes. Yeah. yeah, well, it also didn't inspire you to remember the name of it, so I don't think it was that great of an artistic achievement. <laughs> Sometimes I have trouble remembering my own age, so. <laughs> What's my age again? We already did that episode. <laughs> 23. Yeah, we can't do that anymore. 182. <laughs> <laughs> One of those, I don't remember. Oh, I'll never forget. <laughs> oh, man. Did you know that the, the name of the band Blink-182 is because if you add the ages of all three members, it adds up to 182 all, no matter when you do it? Like, every year it still adds up to 182? Yeah, because one of them is aging backwards, like Merlin. <laughs> but twice as fast. <laughs> Yeah, he's a double Merlin. Both of his parents were Merlins. Wow, it's kind What's of amazing weird? they got famous when they all seem to be about the same age as each other. That's quite a yeah, coincidence. That's really helpful. They're also all been... thousand-year-old immortals. That's why it works. <laughs> it would have been super weird if it had been two old men and a baby sitting on a bass guitar. <laughs> two old men and a baby is another one of those weird sequels that we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the third guy Walter died Mecca and the little Jack girl Lynch. never grew up. <laughs> two two octogenarians and Jesus Christ, what is wrong with this baby? <laughs> oh my God! I just went on a calculator and divided one eighty two by three, and it's sixty and two thirds. Yeah, that sounds right. That's how old yeah. they were. They're yeah. all about sixty and two thirds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Louisa, what did you do online this week? Online, I bought tickets to then go with my physical body and see Star Wars in the movie theater. 
<laughs> Hooray. Uh, Matt still hasn't seen, seen it. Matt I still has haven't not seen, seen it. it. Oh, okay. So we can't talk about it too much. I liked it, though. I thought it was a good movie. How? It was very uh, Can we talk a little bit more about how dreamy Kylo Ren is, or did we really thump that melon last week? I think we did, uh, because I say not really. Remember? Remember my little Yeah, thing? I know. I say <laughs> that he is very attractive, though, and that's what I want to talk about more forever. <laughs> All right, talk I about abstained it from voting. <laughs> um, Louisa, I'm curious, how uh, big is, it's probably, how big is your Star Wars fandom? Um, I have seen the original three, but I don't remember seeing them as a child. I saw them as a teenager, sort of just old enough to be like, a lot of this is bullshit. Like, All right. <laughs> follow-up question, how deep is your love? Uh, For not... Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> not that deep, I guess. I did That's see That's actually, the what's weird is the... that... What's mm-hmm. weird is that that parenthetical for Star Wars was on that song as well, and they, they cut it out before they released it, but That's smart. it yeah. would have been a better song, I think, if it had been How Deep Is Your Love for Star Wars. You ready for this, Star Wars, coward? <laughs> That's a <laughs> challenge to you. Uh, then I saw the first of the prequels and not the other two, and I have not seen Rogue One, but I did see... What was that one? The Force, Force Awakens. Awakens. So yeah. you came into this movie basically being like, I liked Force Awakens enough that I will see the sequel to it. Yeah. Honestly, it was more than anything. What's playing at the movie theater? Jumanji? I am not <laughs> interested in seeing that. Uh, okay. I saw Jumanji and it's pretty good. Is it better than Star Wars, though? <laughs> no, that's fair. It's not. But, uh,. It, I would say it's probably about as good as the original Jumanji, which uh, the only reason people think is very good is because they have nostalgia for it. It's not It's not good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really bad, but the book is good, and I want the movie to be the book instead of being whatever it ended up being, which is mostly, like, 90s comedians yelling, I think. <laughs> I want them to... I like the movie Zathura a lot, which is based on the spiritual successor by the same author to the book that, Jumanji. Does that one star Mr. Vincent Diesel? Uh, no. <laughs> Wait, does it? I don't think it does. It stars Dax Shepard as an astronaut. Uh, no, there's, like, a beefy guy, though. There right? might be. Yeah, I don't remember the movie. I It's been more than 10 years since I've seen it, but I remember you, enjoying it you, a lot. You say you like this movie, but you don't really remember a lot about it. I think this is all a hoax. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I've never seen it. You're right. I've been, just been trying to seem popular You just <laughs> with the Zathora cool. fandom. The girl in it was Kristen Stewart, right? Yes. Uh, yeah. 2005 Kristen Stewart. Uh, I really want them to <laughs> that, do... That was a really fuel-efficient model. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it got like 40 miles in the gallon. Yep. Uh, of Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. No, there's... Oh, no. There's no Vin Diesel. You're right. I looked it up. I cheated and looked it up. You bastard. I want yeah. them to do, uh, like, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, but for Zathora, because the concept of this new Jumanji is that uh, no one likes board games. What, like, when the kid finds it, he's like, well, board games. So it transforms into a video game so that he'll play it and get sucked into it. Um, and I want yes. them to. I want some kids to get sucked into Zathora the video game because I think that would be way funnier. Because there's way more space video games than there are jungle video games. That's Here's true. the problem: board games are hotter than ever. So yeah. take yeah. that, movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the issue. The movie, like the modern day parts, take place in uh, 2016, and the kids find this dusty old video game, and they're like, "What's that? That's not Ticket to Ride." <laughs> yeah, that would be great, actually. <laughs> 
Yeah, an old cartridge game. They're like, I don't have a system to play this on. Yeah, what is this? It's as big as my phone. (laughs) That's a weird aspect of the movie is, like, he sets the kid in the, like, prologue part in 1996, sets the game aside, and it, like, green magics to transform into a video game cartridge that he plugs into a system which he already owns that later seems to be a part of the Jumanji it looks like he's plugging it into like an Atari Lynx or whatever the oh, 90s fuck. Atari was. Is, is mm. this like an Indian in the cupboard situation where any cartridge he puts into that system will <laughs> suck him into it? Because that would be <laughs> awesome. That would rule. <laughs> I would. That's the Captain N reboot that we need. Oh, yeah. That would be great if they just decided that the sequel to Jumanji was just Captain N. Like... <laughs> We like branded and everything. Like I don't know how these two universes connect, but I guess we're making a movie about it. Yeah, it'll be like the uh, Men in Black uh, Twenty One Jump Street crossover that is still allegedly happening. Yeah, I would watch that. No, so anyways, no one else. Star Wars okay. is pretty okay. <laughs> um, what is the best part of the movie? The best moment in the movie? Yeah, tell us your favorite major character death. (laughs) (laughs) I refuse to believe that she's dead. Captain Phasma uh, exits the movie in a way that's quite ambiguous. Yeah, Yeah, but she also, we didn't see her... We didn't see her leave Starkiller Base at the end of the last one before they turned it into a bunch of dust particles, so she could come back from anything. I firmly believe she would come back. let's... Uh, if we're going to actually say spoilers, I don't care, but in case our listening audience hasn't seen Star Wars yet, yeah. you probably shouldn't have listened to the last thing we said. <laughs> well, uh, here's the thing, though. When I say I don't know if she's dead, like, nobody does. So. Yeah, the, the nobody movie, knows if anyone's dead ever. The movie <laughs> leaves it, it. The movie leaves it, like, as ambiguous as they left it last time. Like, they have a fight, and then she goes away. <laughs> Well, they're I'll gonna, say they're going to do some focus group testing and see if she's still popular enough to be in another movie. Of course she is. She's the very best one. But <laughs> my favorite uh, part of the movie was quite near the beginning. Uh, I think this is pretty much revealed in the trailers that Luke is kind of like, I don't want to get involved in all this again. Yeah, so, he just wants to drink that green milk directly from don't, the boob. That's what I wasn't going to say. So. <laughs> Wait, okay. did you consider that a spoiler or because yes, it's too gross? I consider that a spoiler. It's not a Wait, surprise. It's so don't I listen think, to Jeff. Just I think it deserves a content warning. Without any spoilers. <laughs> God damn it. So, does, does Luke Skywalker get a green money shot in this movie? I need to know no, before yeah. I go. So there's a montage of Ray trying to say that she wants his help and him saying angrily that he is absolutely not going to help. And it is mm-hmm. very funny. And there's a lot of physical stuff in and it reminded me more of Futurama than anything else. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Does Rey carry Luke Skywalker on her back in a backpack at one point? No, that was just a promo photo, sadly. Oh, wait, that's a real thing? I was just, I thought I was making that. Oh, yeah, on, like, the first day of filming, Mark Hamill posted a picture of him uh, riding Daisy Ridley on her back. It was very <laughs> wow. funny and cute. That was good. <laughs> that would be a heck of a lot better training than he got, if you think about it. That's yeah, exactly Yoda doesn't weigh that much. Because Yoda made him carry him around, right? Yeah, but Yoda. Yeah, but Yoda's, the... only... Yoda's a puppet, Louisa. Yoda's a creature so also, weighs so like fact, barely Yoda more than the puppet. Was harder to carry around because he was not only a human, but also the puppet the human was controlling. Also, he kept hitting Luke in the head with a stick. Does Luke, does uh, Luke do that to Ray? 
I think he whacks her once with some sort of plant material. Okay, spoilers from Jeff. Apparently Jeff doesn't care about spoilers the slightest. Yeah, we said we don't care. Okay, first of all, (laughs) I consider a spoiler to be when there is like a surprise in the movie that you are spoiling. Not saying any fact about a movie. No, no. I think a spoiler is something that ruins something that you would have liked to have not known to enjoy that scene more. Well, I, yeah, uh, whatever. I don't Man. care. <laughs> no one cares. Everyone, I'm sure everyone who cares about having this movie spoiled for them has already seen it. So Anyway, it's, uh, I don't know, I liked it, and I also understand all of the problems that uh, hardcore Star Wars fans had with it. And most of the people who have problems with it are hardcore Star Wars fans. I I have gotten to the point where if somebody is, like, mad enough to take action about a fictional universe, then I just don't think that they know what they're doing with their lives. That immediately yeah. makes me more interested in consuming the product as it was actually made. Like, as soon as yeah. someone is like, I hate the way they've handled this franchise I love, they've betrayed, I'm like, ooh, I want to see, I want to learn more about the way in which this creator has betrayed you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I guess I've talked on this show about how much I dislike certain things, but, like... <laughs> oh, really... yeah, you definitely have. <laughs> But like, That's the I name don't... of our show. We talk about how much we dislike certain things. Yeah, I guess I just mean I don't care that much. I don't feel like anyone is ruining something by making a bad movie of it. And when people mm. do, I'm just like, why? Why do you... Like, it hasn't changed the thing you, that you like, though, yeah. at all. Yeah. yeah. If I hated Last Jedi, I could still go watch The Empire Strikes Back and have a good time. In fact, I enjoyed The Last Jedi and still, like, over the past week, have watched The Force Awakens and Empire Strikes Back again, because I'm like, ooh, and everyone you... talking about Star and... Wars makes me want to watch more and Star Jeff, Wars. <laughs> and Jeff, did you have a good time? I did, in fact. If you know what I mean? Eh? Oh, no, I didn't. Do you get I it? I didn't do, do you that. What, you get, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? I get it. Are you talking yeah. about jerking off? Oh, 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 no, but I guess that too. About? Wait, what did you mean? I don't know. I was hoping you could tell me. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that, yeah, that's it's... the end of the Star Wars skit, you guys. <laughs> yeah, that was all a gag. We were just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. All those spoilers that Jeff said were actually just very funny jokes. Yep. Yeah, and also, <laughs> Louisa didn't watch Star Wars and none of us care about it. We didn't actually talk about it. We were joking. Yeah. <laughs> I just watched an episode of Poirot the other day that involved uh, Star a guy. Wars. <laughs> no, that involved a guy who owned a vaudeville theater and there were like little clips of people doing terrible vaudeville comedy and it made me feel like genuinely sad that, that there's no place in the world now for not good comedy like that. Yeah, it is really something, isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't even know... <laughs> of course Captain Hastings watching it is, like, laughing, but I don't think... Did anyone ever actually laugh at vaudeville, or were they just like, hmm, well, this distracts me from my otherwise crushing depression? They probably laughed at the audacity of doing horny jokes in public. Yeah. yeah people love that. So many of the horny jokes are very much based on, like, having a big man wearing a dress, though. I mean, it's not even the kind of horny jokes where you could be like, oh, yeah, this really gets my engine revved. Well, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) 
Do people get turned on by big men wearing dresses? I guess they do. Yeah, sure, why not? You could name any, uh, like, imaginable image, and yes, someone gets horny because of that. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Oh, man. Uh, Okay, Uh, Jeff, what did you do on the internet this week? So I uh, downloaded, played, and completed a video game that is freeware. Uh, The video game is called Doki Doki Literature Club. Ah, yes. I've heard lots of people talking about this. Okay, have either of you played this game? No, I don't really like visual novels. Which I hate. I hate manga. Uh, It has... Okay. Uh, Both of your criticisms I will address (laughs) in turn, because it is... willfully presents itself as being like a cutesy anime visual novel dating sim but like from the moment you boot up the game it gives you like five content warnings like hey if you're upset by disturbing content you like seriously turn the game off um Mm -hmm. because it is because the the number of anime boobs you're gonna see (laughs) is baffling it is it's weird each girl has like nine yeah that's true uh oh that would be more very upsetting uh, Their clothes fit very poorly. <laughs> it is like a fairly tame, like PG-rated dating sim that uh, slowly morphs into like a cerebral horror story. And I don't want to get into mm. any spoilers, but uh, I think that the game is worth a play, and also it's free. Um, and by game, I mean it's more like watching a TV show, but the format is a visual novel where you have to like read the stuff and click through. Like, there's almost no choices that you have to make, and like when you are presented with choices, they're more sort of like adding to the narrative. Like the the content of the things you're choosing between adds to the narrative rather than actually impacting the narrative. If I you... felt that way about nine hours, nine persons, nine doors. It's like, yeah. I would like say that? it's like that, where it's fairly linear, except okay. it's much, now, much shorter, and there's no exploration parts, it's all dialogue parts. Now, now, Jeff, you know that I very much respect your opinion, however, <laughs> I, am, I am a little bit out, put out by the fact that you said you would address both Louisa and Mai's concerns, <laughs> and you did neither. <laughs> okay, no, I, what I addressed was, like... Oh, this looks like a dumb anime thing. Yes, that mm-hmm. is a stylistic choice to lull you into a false sense of comfort. Okay. And the visual novel thing is it doesn't really play like other visual novels. It just like presents you with a linear story using that format. But that that's the thing I like least about visual novels is that you just read a story and then like occasionally click on a thing. Yeah. I guess this is more a thing to play if you're in the mood to like, uh, watch an anime or read a comic book than if you are in the mood to play a game. Um, some, some games are like that. Like, uh, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to interact with anything. I guess I should boot up a JRPG because there's very little stuff I have to think about to play it. Mm Mm-hmm. I often find, I think that I'm a very lazy consumer of content, because whenever I'm looking for a game to play, nearly always I'm like, what game could I play while listening to a podcast, and I don't really need to read anything. <laughs> yeah, you know the, I, mean? I, I have games for that, like Tetris and mm. uh, and Cross that I play pretty much, like, exclusively will play while listening to podcasts, or Pokemon, because I've played all of them so much that I don't need to hear it anymore. 
Yeah, I think I think that's one of the reasons why I like those idle clicker games so much is because it's like a thing for your hands to be doing while what you're actually doing is listening to whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. I never listen to podcasts when I'm just sitting down. I'm always driving or cooking or something. If I'm sitting down, I'm doing something else. She's always on her grind, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's true. <laughs> it's not true. It's not true at all. Uh, I anyway, today. <laughs> yes. uh, I would recommend um, Doki Doki Literature Club to the audience, and I would also recommend it to both of you, but I don't know if either of you will take that recommendation. I, I think it has point out, you did not address my concerns, which is manga is bad and I don't like manga. Uh, it's like it is just using that aesthetic because that is like the form that it's sort of a send up of. Uh, it's... And I hate that aesthetic more than anything else about it. Okay, so... then you'll be mad to look at it, I guess. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's kind of. <laughs> I already I, am because I... I've seen stills from it. <laughs> I see. I see what you're getting at, Jeff. But it is funny to me that in addressing both of our concerns, you said, "Listen, the only thing about that thing is the thing you hate the most about it." <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. So... <laughs> well, you didn't specify the parts I that know. you hated about the things you brought up. I, to be fair, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not saying that you that you screwed up. I'm saying that you have some uh, masterful insight in pinpointing exactly the thing we don't like about the things we said. Yeah, uh, it's just um, it's interesting because uh, the game actually uh, deals with. I keep calling it a game instinctually, but it it doesn't have gameplay really. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't want to be one of those people about, like, well, what's a real game? But, I don't know. I'll just call it a game. doesn't have the most important thing in video games, that your character can wear a different hat. Uh, no, you don't even see your character. Oh, no. Mm, uh, went against it. Yeah. Uh, well, you can't see your character because of all the anime boobs. I really have to point out, it is <laughs> yeah. horrific. It You're is wearing like a, a suit of them. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, anyway, I just wanted to say that the game deals with, um, mental illness in a surprisingly sensitive way, um, and, like, just before it becomes a really horrifying story. Yeah, but, but seriously, folks, if you're gonna play this game, you need to, like, turn safe for work mode on, because the boobs will make it impossible. There are, there are no boobs, there's, I don't even think there's cleavage in the game. Well, uh, I point, know Jeff. from the stills that there are supposedly woolen uh, suits that are designed to fit exactly like their wetsuits. Yeah, there are form-fitting uh, Japanese schoolgirl outfits. You can't do that with a wool blazer. I'm of course you can't. <laughs> of course you can't. Angry. But there is still no cleavage or uh, nudity of any kind. Ugh. That's why it's so crazy to me in every superhero movie when the person who is be the woman who is a superhero gets a suit and it like is perfectly fitting under her boobs and it's mm-hmm. like how well did the person who made this for you know your boobs? <laughs> yep. That I, would be so <laughs> tough. It's even worse in the comic books because they just draw a nude woman and then have the colorist make her body be red and nippleless <laughs> so that it yeah. looks like she's wearing a costume. Yeah, yeah. Nippleless is my favorite superhero, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird power, though. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's all of us, right? Random subreddit time? Yeah, let's get into these random subreddits. So, I got r slash uh, arrow, uh, and it is not about the shape, it is about the TV show 
that it started the DC televised universe in its modern form. Did you guys ever watch any episodes of Legends of Tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Did you see the episode where they rescued George Lucas from Vandal Savage? No. no. <laughs> I did not get that far. I that's, go back to it. That's but. the craziest thing I've ever seen on a TV show. They go to, like, UC... Uh, what what college did he go to? He Berkeley? went to Berkeley. Yeah, that was it. They they go there. They go to Berkeley in like the sixties, and they run into some like glasses wearing shaggy haired brunette. And I'm like, is that supposed to be some kind of fake George Lucas? And then later <laughs> in the episode, they discover it's actual George Lucas. Oh, God, <laughs> you know what's weird is that that show was like this cobbled together group of people who are who were secondary performers on other shows uh and the most of them were very bad actors because they were just sort of backup actors on another show first and the one or two folks who weren't terrible actors were given bigger roles and then they killed off all of those characters and now all (laughs) the main characters are the terrible actors well isn't brandon ruth still on it yeah he's terrible no he's really good in that role he was a terrible at one point Yes. Yep. In the one, the probably the worst Superman movie, or at yeah. least the most boring one to watch, because Man of Steel is worse. But uh, you know, it's, a bunch of crazy stuff happens. I disagree. In it. Yeah, I thought I Man liked... of Steel was more boring to watch. Oh, okay. I liked Man of Steel more than I liked uh, the Brandon Roth Superman. At uh, least it's... Superman Returns has him catch an airplane in a baseball field, which is like the main thing Superman should be doing in movies. <laughs> <laughs> but Superman Returns has the thing where you are introduced to Whoa, Lois the Lane's... thing is in that movie? That's crazy. <laughs> uh, How did they manage that crossover? crossover? <laughs> Uh, no, Superman Return has has the the element where um... <laughs> whoa the element is <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, okay, Superman Return has that Batman in it where no go on. Um, <laughs> I'm not gonna interrupt on that. Who's yeah, what's a Batman? Inter- <laughs> where you're introduced to uh, Batman as a myth told by uh, cowards and thieves. Um, anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, you're introduced to Lois Lane's child in, like, the first scene, basically, mm-hmm. and then the big surprise yeah. at the end is that it's <laughs> Superman's kid. Like, fucking yeah, of course it is! Yeah, the whole time you're like, okay, so this is Superman's child? Yeah! Yeah. yeah. It, uh, <laughs> they, they, went to, uh. they went to so much effort to be like, this takes place... Like, it's a direct sequel to Superman 2. The other Superman movies didn't happen. This one is a sequel to the one where they had sex in it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just... I I remember... I saw that movie in theaters, and I remember the scene where the kid throws a piano at Lex Luthor, and that happens, and then there's a long pause as if the movie is waiting for applause or for you to be like, oh my god! But, like, of course! <laughs> and also, crazy. I remember... Was that Brian uh, Singer Superman who directed gets... that one? What? Was that Brian Singer who directed that one? I think so. I think so. That's weird. That was a weird choice. Anyway. But I remember the climax had Superman weakened by kryptonite or something, and then he gets beaten up by Cal Penn. <laughs> That's pretty uh, unlikely. (laughs) Cal Penn was Lois Lane's new boyfriend, right? No, James Marsden was, wasn't he? I don't know. All these handsome people look the same. 
I'm pretty sure the climax of that movie is Brandon Routh as Superman collapsed on an island made of kryptonite and getting kicked in the ribs by Cal Penn and mm-hmm. Parker Posey. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? What the yeah. fuck movie? Yep, yeah, that was pretty weird. <laughs> and then he musters all his courage to lift that continent made of poison into the sky and it stops hurting him because he believes in himself enough. Yeah, like one second ago this stuff made you weaker than a normal person and now holding it in your hands you can still (laughs) lift it into outer space. Let's get really Uh, angry about the plot of Superman Returns. (laughs) Yeah, anyway, I got r slash fly fishing. It's about fly fishing. Yes. I don't think any of us know or care about that thing. Same. And I'm having serious deja vu about the one I got, so tell me if we've done this one before. But it is R slash smoking, and it is not what you might expect. <laughs> yeah, it's about blazing 420. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought it would be about smoking cigarettes, but it is about smoking marijuana. No, it's about smoking <laughs> meats. Yeah. And it feels very familiar. Have we had that one before? Yeah, no, it feels like I don't... we have, but I don't. It doesn't look familiar. The fact that, like, I mean, the fact that when I saw R slash smoking, I thought it would be about cigarettes, uh, makes me think that we haven't had this one before, but we have done a lot about cooking outdoors. Yeah, we have. Mm. <clears throat> oh, maybe it was are... in the related subreddits to the outdoor cooking one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe. Campfire cooking or whatever it was. Yeah. The problem with this show is that we really only ever get subreddits about cooking or superheroes or uh <laughs> video games or is there another category drugs well, <laughs> i don't like the that the that reddit robot for me first was men's rights and i said no thank you i'm gonna re-roll that for oh, sure no we should and do that like one that comes <laughs> up way too much yeah, I don't. No way. I don't like <sighs> that the little reddit alien on r slash smoking looks like a racist r2d2 <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's a smoker, like uh, um, one of the appliances. Yeah, I know, but I looked at it at first and was like, what, Although, what is this? Fu- oh, <laughs> How fucking dope would it be if this little Reddit alien, in addition to being the appliance the smoker, had a cigarette in his mouth? No. That would make him uh, objectively cooler, according to pop culture standards. And wasn't there a racist R2-D2 in one of the Star Wars? Like an evil one? I know there's an evil BB-8 There's an evil BB-8, the yeah. <laughs> the recent comic books that ha- happened since Disney took over uh, have introduced a pair of evil droids uh, around the time of the original trilogy named Triple Zero and I forget Ugh. the... I forget the evil R2-D2, but Triple Zero is the evil C-3PO, and they are delightful. They're paired up together for some reason? Yep. They behave and talk exactly like C-3PO and R2-D2, but they're they're painted black and they're evil. The whole thing about R2-D2 and C-3PO is like, they're such a motley crew, they're such a mismatched pair of robots. They're such an odd couple, if you will. Yeah! They're, They're... Doing it so obviously that I find it uh, entertaining that they're just like, like if they made, if they put this character in a movie, Anthony Daniels would have to play him. I don't like this one bit. (laughs) You know what I think is very weird is the fact that, um, that Neil Simon wrote that play, The Odd Couple, based on C-3PO and R2-D2. I feel like there should have been some copyright problems there. That's why, uh... Felix Unger is always so frantic, and the other guy's name I don't remember is always Oscar talking, something. Talking only in Oscar Isaac. <laughs> yep, Oscar Isaac. Yeah, 
Beeps and boops only. Although I do like at the end of the Odd Couple play when Oscar uh, spits a lightsaber out and uh, they use it to defeat Jabba the Hutt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was really weird. Spoilers, it required a lot of puppetry. <laughs> it was really weird when, um, uh, what was that guy who played him in the movie? Kylo Ren. <laughs> What are you saying, Jeff? <laughs> I was just who? saying Star Wars names. I thought we were still doing jokes. No, what is his name? Car- Carl Marks. No, who is the what, guy? Who- what character in what movie? About? <laughs> this would be so much easier if I could say the character's name without Jeff yelling out random characters from other universes. <laughs> Go on. The actor who played... Uh, Oscar in the movie and TV series of The Odd Couple opposite Jack Lemmon. Walter, Ma- no, that's not right. Walter, Walter Matthau was not, in though, the TV show. I think the movie Walter had Matthau. different people than the TV show, but Walter okay. Matthau was in the TV show. Okay. Yes, I was thinking of Walter Matthau. Anyway, Walter Matthau vomiting a lightsaber on stage because he was so method. That Can was I point the out, I was trying this to is the oh, second okay. time organically, separately, we've mentioned Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau in this very podcast. That's odd, yeah. isn't it? Well, we love Odd them. couple. Hmm? Wait, yeah. Did, yeah, did, we, did we talk about grumpy old men or something? No, when Matt said two old men and a baby, you assholes started talking about other things, and I said, yeah, it's a baby and Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau. Oh, weird. I guess uh, misogyny made us not hear the things you were saying that were funnier than what we were saying. But we've come so, around again, because time is a flat circle. Well, what you forget is that uh, things that I say are more important to me than things that other people say, so. Yes, that's fair. Uh, so we're doing the one about Arrow, right? Because these yeah, other I two are so. dump. Yeah, right? Yeah. We all have feelings about the DC I agree, but first I would just like to read this one line from the sidebar of the smoking one, which is all smoked meats at the top, and then on the side it says, in bold, this sub is not for smoking and inhaling any plant matter whatsoever. Any inhalation-related posts will be deleted immediately. (laughs) And I really like that these these people nailed down r slash smoking, and they will not give an inch on that. (laughs) I like the fact that they specify plant matter as if there's a gray area of if you stuffed your pipe with, like, beef jerky and then tried to smoke it and see what happened. That might be cool. I really enjoy the fact that whoever created this subreddit got r slash smoking and was like, I'm gonna stick it to those assholes and about the, like, fifth thing that you most associate with the word smoking. Yeah, I love that. That's <laughs> the first great. is cigarettes, the second is marijuana, the third is the mask fanfiction. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That would have multiple S's in the front of it though, Louise. <laughs> oh man, do you think do you think R slash SS smoking is a is a Reddit somewhere? I'll try it with some I'll try it with additional S's and just keep adding it's an about S and a that sounds like it would be about a, a Cheech and Chong cruise, the SS smoking. <laughs> oh man, I'd watch that movie, especially if it was Cheech and Chong now. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're a couple grumpy old, old men. Each other. They're a couple grumpy old men and a baby, and the baby is played by the corpse of Jack Lemmon. <laughs> God, mm, poor guy. Uh, well. I mean, not anymore. Good, More like a skeleton. He had a good run, I guess. Yeah, he had a good run. I mean, he didn't die in a tragic accident, did he? No, he was very old, I believe. Yeah, so, I mean, not that anyone deserves to die. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> You're really talking yourself into a hole here. <laughs> and Listen, then, like, I'm you dug the hole further by saying... <laughs> 
I'm not to... saying I'm glad Jack Lemmon's dead. I am just trying to say something Look, else. Look, I'm sick of being <laughs> accused of murdering Jack Lemmon on this podcast. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, no Nazi war criminals should have been executed, according to Matt. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> anyway. Okay, R slash arrow. Yep. Um... Go on. It starts off quite interestingly because uh, the tab for it—I don't know if this guy, if you guys see this too—the tab for it is called Greg Berlanti Ruined Arrow, <laughs> and I don't I, know what that means. I'm guessing he's a showrunner or writer. He's one of the creators of the show. <laughs> uh, well, then <laughs> I like the idea that he ruined it before it even started. <laughs> like it's been bad forever. So yeah, I guess so. Uh, it's got a picture, a black background, and then the arrow looking all shadowy and mysterious. It says arrow in green. I like that all the uh, little touches on this page are green because that's his color. Uh, on the yep. side, arrow. Uh, 76,000 people love arrow season two. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really Let, putting some words in some mouths there. <laughs> yeah, just just so that our audience understands, Louisa is reading the count of people subscribed to this board. Mm-hmm. She's not just uh, reading statistics of how many people <laughs> like this season of yes, arrow. And then 370 Deathstroke lovers are here now, and I don't even know who Deathstroke is. So uh, uh, Deathstroke lovers is my favorite My Chemical Romance album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, I, oh, go on. I was going to say what I love about this is it immediately reminds me of uh, Star Wars fandom, about how much Star Wars fans hate Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I would just like to point out, uh, Deathstroke is like a villain, whatever, I think he's, I don't know who plays him on the arrow, but, uh, he is at the end of the new Justice League movie, he's, uh, spoilers for the very end of Justice League movie. It's um, a post-credits. He, yeah, post-credits scene. He, uh, he meets with Lex Luthor, and he takes off his helmet, his dumb, dumb, dumb-looking helmet, and it's that guy who plays a werewolf in everything. He was the hunky werewolf in True Blood. He was Pee Wee Herman's friend in the oh, new Pee Wee right. Herman movie. Joe Manangelo. Yes. Yeah, oh, I just man. didn't know how to pronounce it, but I knew what the name was. I'm not sure um, either, so sorry if anyone knows better than me. <laughs> but uh, that made me a billion times more excited for that character being in the next movie. Because when I first saw it, I was like, ugh, this guy. But I like Joe Manangelo. Yeah, he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird that the costume he wears in that scene looks pretty much about as cheap as the Deathstroke costume from Arrow. (laughs) Yeah, and also it looks like they were like, well, every other character, when we transferred them from cartoon into a real person, we realized they'd look stupid and we changed their costume. Not this guy, though. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's like precedent for just having Deathstroke wear his costume with no mask or helmet. Yeah. They didn't have to have him wear it at all. Also, you're an assassin. You shouldn't have bright orange anywhere on your outfit, my dude. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, like, a lot of stuff that works in comic books, or even, like, stuff that worked in comic books in the 80s and doesn't in modern ones that they are still doing in movies and TV shows for some reason. Yep. Okay, anyway. Um, read okay. us these rules. So, the uh, welcome to r slash arrow, a subreddit about the comic book series on CW. Discuss anything and everything about the show here. Uh, there's a million rules. Are you sure you want me to read these rules? <laughs> nah. <laughs> there's nine rules, and they're all... Yeah, they're all about, like, don't be a dick about spoilers, and... Uh, yeah, they're all basic stuff about, here's how to tag your posts, and, like, this is the stuff you're allowed to submit. <laughs> yes. Okay, 
So, now let's get into it. And to start, I'm going to ask, do any of us watch Arrow? No. I have seen, I think, two or three episodes because it crossed over with a show I do like called The Flash. Yes, I was about to say, I love The Flash, and I have to suffer through them crossing over with Arrow way too much, like at least once a year. So I do know a little bit about Arrow. It's baffling to me when I see those crossover episodes that Arrow was the one that came first. Like, as I watch it, I'm like, oh man, these guys are really trying to get a bump off of the popularity of Flash. And then I'm like, wait! (laughs) Theoretically, it should be... it's the other way around, but it's terrible. I think Flash <laughs> does get better ratings. Of course yeah. it does. It has uh, to. It's, uh, I am tempted to watch Arrow every time I watch one of those crossovers because his team has characters I never expected to see in any live-action superhero production. He's friends with Mr. Terrific and Ragman and Wild Dog? Like, what? Excuse me? Those are not Green Arrow characters. You're just, like, throwing whoever in there. Uh, Jeff, I have to ask, how many of those did you just make up to trick me because I don't (laughs) pay attention to comic books? Uh, those are three characters, uh, Mr. Terrific is just, like, a super genius with a T on his face, and it's, like, kind of goofy, but, like, the character... He doesn't have a T on his face in the show, though, does he? Uh, I'm looking at this promo image in the corner, and he does appear to have the T on his face. Last time I saw him in one of those Flash crossover episodes, he didn't. Also, I would like to point out that Mr. T... No, that's not his name. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Mr. T would be a better addition to the show. Yeah, agreed. that's definitely true. Uh, Mr. Terrific's uh, non-superhero name is the same as our brother's name. Like, first and last name is the same as oh, our brother's yeah, name, right. which is very weird. Okay, uh, that's it. Ragman is one of the few Jewish superheroes based in Jewish mythology, and he wears a suit made of cloth that is haunted by a bunch of Jewish ghosts. And I don't know oh, the no. actual, I don't know the mythology it's based on, uh, nor while I Guys. look it up because I'm not allowed to, and also I love Ragman. Guys, I need to go right now and get very into Ragman because it sounds awesome. <laughs> yes, Ragman is one of those weird, like, supernatural DC comics where it's like, he'll be in Gotham sometimes, but he's usually fighting, like, Draculas and stuff. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I like a guy who, whose power is ghosts and fights Draculas. Yeah, so he's, like, he... he's like a low-rent the Spectre. <laughs> Is he meant so wait, at does... all to be a play on the traditional, like, uh, ancient uh, idea of the rag and bone man who collects junk? Maybe. Yeah, seems likely. Is, I don't know what that is. Is, do you, I, I assume you don't know the answer to this question, but is he powered by ghosts on the TV show? Because that seems very out of character. I don't think that he had, uh... I don't know, because I only saw him in last year's crossover, and he shows up in costume, and then I think Arrow is like, you guys go home. We can't afford you to be in this episode. (laughs) Um, Like, I I don't think that he gets to demonstrate whether or not he has superpowers. And then Wild Dog shows up in, like, one comic in 1984, and I never read it, but people were excited he was in the show. I would be very into the idea of a character on the show who believes that he's powered by Jewish ghosts and then is just very good at fighting. <laughs> uh, you see, it's they all uh, they all know Krav Maga. Yeah, like that's oh, the no. that's, no, the, no, no, is, no, that's the Israeli martial art, right? 
Yes. Guys, okay. when I need him in the groin, the, my knee was being powered by my ghost friend. <laughs> yeah, that's the ghost of my ancestors kneeing, kneeing that uh, bank robber in the groin. <laughs> yep. Uh, but uh, anyway, no, I've never uh, watched Arrow beyond the like two crossover yeah. episodes. It's interesting. Yeah. You I've, I've have seen through, bits what? of it, and it makes you want to watch it. Whereas I've seen bits of it, and it makes me not want to watch it ever. Oh yeah, yeah, well, I'm a huge nerd, and you <laughs> hate nerds, and want to destroy them all with your big hammer that you carry. Around. Oh, I do want to beat up nerds. I have that team. Yeah, <laughs> beat up nerds. <laughs> you do have that big hammer. <laughs> What's the the bad part about that T-shirt though is that when you wear a scarf in the wintertime, it just says "up nerds," and then people are like, "Oh, she's really into nerds," and then you have to be like, "Hold on." Yeah, but then they come close nerds. enough that I can hit them with my hammer, so it all works out. <laughs> yes. Um, it... It's it's baffling to me that Stephen Amell is somehow the main character on a TV show. Yeah. Every oh, time he's... I see him, I'm like, "Who is this guy again?" And then I remember that he's Arrow. He's Robbie's less charming cousin, Steve. He looks like if you put a mannequin on stage and no one was noticing. Like, the whole series, you could tell me right now, like, guys, all along this was just a mannequin. And I'd be like, oh man, I should have known. I should have gotten it. Um, so the top three posts of all time are mm-hmm. the same, like, thing, um... The top one is an image of the cast of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. The second one is an image of the Punisher. And the third one is a clip art image of a green arrow pointing to the right. Um, And the form is literally an image of blank. If this makes the front page, then we've truly lost all hope for this show. (laughs) That is pretty good. I don't even think I get the joke of that. I don't either. It seems to be iterations of some meme that I'm not familiar with. Uh, you said the top three are all shitposts. That's true. Number four is Daredevil discussion thread. Season and one, then, episode one. And then below that, there's more shitposting. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact that there's a discussion thread for the much better TV show Daredevil on here, <laughs> it's like, just watch that and go to that board, y'all. Oh, man. There's an image from Supergirl on here. Um, that show is also better than Arrow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, here's a question I want to get into. Talking about the DC television universe, uh, I've watched a decent amount of Supergirl. I think it's a fine show. Um, The fact that they've sort of partitioned Supergirl off into her own separate universe, do you think they're ever going to try to, like, bring those together and have it just be one thing, like a Crisis on Infinite Earths type deal? I'm surprised that they haven't already. I don't know what you're saying. Well, she's she takes she's in she's on a different Earth. Right. She's on like Earth Seven or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that but they haven't just undone that. They still, yeah, they still manage to do crossovers constantly. I feel like they do they just, crossovers. They have a portal but, gun, but it's different. Like you see in the Flash, he'll be like, "Oh well, I'm living in a world where the Arrow is a person, so I know that I can do certain things relying on the Arrow to know what's going on." But he can't do that with Supergirl because she exists in a different universe unless he specifically goes to get her. Yeah. And I'm wondering when they are just going to be like, ugh, She lives in this. a different city. Yeah. yeah. Or <laughs> do you think that that would break the whole thing because then it would be like, well, none of the rest of you really need to do anything because Supergirl is better than all of you at everything. Yes. <laughs> that's the I'm, problem. Yeah, that's the problem with all of these adaptations is they still have to write these things as if they are procedurals and as if, like... When Flash is fighting someone, some the person will point a gun at something, and 
Flash will be like, oh, I'm worried about this. There's no way I could possibly uh, punch that guy in the face before he even <laughs> sent the thought to his finger to pull the trigger. Uh, where, But then, like, a minute earlier or a minute later in the, like, epilogue, he'll be like, hey, do you want Chinese food? Zip, zip, I just went to Beijing and I got it and here it is. Like, you ordered yeah. it and they cooked it and you got it all in a split second, but you couldn't stop that bullet guy a minute ago? What? I don't know. It's just, like, so weirdly inconsistent that, yeah, of course they can't bring Supergirl into the main universe. (laughs) Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It's so crazy to me, going into the thing you just were saying, Jeff, there have been so many instances, like, I remember there was an episode that was supposed to be super dramatic where Iris got stabbed in the chest with a shard of glass because of a car accident. And, like, the Flash was busy saving other people. And then he's running to catch the shard of glass that's flying at her. And he can't get there in time. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, how is that possible? <laughs> like, that, fla- that that shard of glass isn't moving so fast that lightning is coming off of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this, the, the, like, TV writers are making this. Comic book writers figured out 50 years ago that you just don't give the Flash a problem that he can solve by running fast. Although, I feel like that kind of thing happens fairly often in comics, where you have, like, the, the probably the most famous one is at the end of the, the old Christopher Reeve Superman, the first one, uh, when uh, Lex Luthor is like, well, I've got this button, and if I push it, these missiles will go and destroy another place on the planet, and you can't possibly stop them in time. And it's like, no, no he can yeah, like, he made time go backwards by flying fast. Yeah, he flew all the way around the Earth in a second. We saw that happen. You know, like, people talk about how good a moment that was when that movie came out. Like, oh no, she died. Like, that's it. There's nothing that can be done. And then so amazing that he went back in time. But that was their real downfall, because no one will shut up about how Superman could turn back time constantly whenever people talk about a superman problem they're like oh and by the way also he can turn back time so let's keep that in mind yeah i mean in the i feel like in the comic universe that was trumped by the time that an alternate version of superman punched reality so hard that it broke yeah yep uh yeah it's comic books can get away with doing like big ideas such as punching the walls of time until they break or (laughs) but like a tv show can't do that. It's just got to be a police procedural where the Flash has to ca- catch a bank robber who spits bees or whatever. Sometimes the Flash, sometimes oh, the Flash true. goes and meets the Speed Force, which is a personification of a deity of speed. Maybe yeah, that's some of the best stuff. Otherworldly prison. So don't tell me that's part of a procedural. I am okay. I am. I'm really happy that a lot of the weird stuff that happens in the uh, the Arrowverse TV shows gets to happen, but also that's like one or two episodes a season where they get to do something weird, and the rest of the time it's like uh, this person can uh, turn all paint into acid, and I have to figure out a way to run fast enough to stop him. <laughs> yep, this time yes, I have to run really fast. I would like to point out that in the two episodes where he's met the Speed Force and it's gotten really weird and meta, the the upshot of all of that craziness was, don't forget to be sad about your dead mom. <laughs> yep. Like, both times, that was the only thing that came out of that. So, like, for all the weirdness of it, it is pretty procedurally, like, normal soap opera-y stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because they... they... 
it's uh it's reaching those sort of comic book heights where it needs to be like a a serialized soap opera um the fact that the force of physics requires a human sacrifice at one point (laughs) yeah yeah i love that kind of stuff that's 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 the kind of that's the kind of ridiculous super science that i love uh i could care like i there's you could not pay me to care less about the villain of the week on the flash uh i really like that christmas episode where they sung because uh, the singing guy singing meister made them sing and then <laughs> oh he was yeah just like, darren chris yeah he was just like i wasn't trying to be mean i actually like you guys merry christmas <laughs> i, I hope love they that bring one. him back i hope that he keeps coming back because he was great and also like the fact that they were going to do a fifth dimensional being and they didn't do Mr. Mixius Pitlick is fantastic to me. I'm so they glad did, that they... they did, though. He's uh, Supergirl's boyfriend during the season where that crossover happened. Gross. Wait, what? No, he's not. I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah, like no, I think he's her, not. The guy, the guy he she was dating when that season happened is revealed to be like Mr. Mixel Pitlick. No. I, oh, like later on in the season, maybe? Because I've watched yeah. most of that season, and he is not yet. Yeah. Maybe he uh, gets there later. Mixie, Mixie is introduced in that season. I hadn't watched Supergirl contemporaneously with the crossover. I don't think that he's her boyfriend, though. I mean, I'm sure he's in there, but, like... <laughs> I don't remember. The guy, the guy who's her boyfriend gets, like, really badly injured a few times. It would be very <laughs> weird if he was Mr. Mixie's Pitlick. Uh, sorry if I spoiled Supergirl, but I probably just remembered the details incredibly wrong. <laughs> well, I mean, it's fine. I I still don't care about spoilers from earlier in the episode when I said I don't care about spoilers, so oh, okay. it doesn't matter to me. I'm looking at the promo image on the side of this Reddit for this year's crossover, which has already concluded, uh, called Crisis on Earth X, and it seems poorly timed, because they go to the Nazi universe, where Supergirl's a Nazi and all the superheroes are Nazis. Yeah, that's really a shame. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I will say that it's it's not a thing where they're like, see, these heroes could have turned out to be Nazis, but still had their same morals, and instead it's like, I'm an evil person who kills babies. Like, they didn't make those characters sympathetic at all, which I appreciate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't expect them to, but it just, it I don't know, it reads a little exploitative. Yeah, well, I definitely. Mean, I mean, like, you know, 20 years ago, I think you could have done a, an interesting episode of, like, you know, these heroes live in a world where this is just the reality they are dealing with, and they're trying their best to uphold the system, um, and have it be complicated morals, but now that we live in the world we're in now, I'm very glad they didn't go that route, and the complicated morals are just, like, should I kill all of the babies, or just this baby now, and then all the other babies later? <laughs> I really liked how they handled the, the moral crisis for the last season of uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which a lot of it happens in a virtual reality world, but then uh, some of the characters... <laughs> So that's the, that's another show that's got really crazy yeah, since I stopped but I watching love it. it. No, I love it. I've they watched... introduced that skeleton that hurts your soul by looking at you. <laughs> yeah. So a, a few of the characters have to figure out that <laughs> if their lives had been different, they would have turned out evil, and they're still the same person. Like whether they turned good or evil was kind of happenstance, and I think it's great that they had to come to terms with that. There's no uh, fix. There's no fix. It's like, oh no, you never would have turned out evil because you're a good soul. It's like, no, circumstances can make a person good or bad. Yeah. I, um, 
I only watched the first season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and then I just sort of fell off of it because I didn't find any of the characters interesting. Reasonable. But, um, I find all every, of the characters interesting. Go on. Every time anyone tells me anything that happened on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., it always makes me burst out laughing. <laughs> Though it's like, no, no, it was really serious this one time when she had to, like, uh, you know... When Ghost Rider shows up and tries to date the main character. I love that. And also, Matt, fucking welcome to comic books, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I love how (laughs) dumb it is. I love that that's so dumb, but also none of it makes me want to watch it. I like hearing about it, but I'm always like, I I feel like I would get bored with that very quickly if I was watching the show. Well, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picture, which is number one on this board about Arrow, (laughs) makes me mad because it's a season with Lincoln. So there's Lincoln in the cast, like, hey, here's your buddy Lincoln, and I hate that guy. Which one's Lincoln? Is he the one, the abolitionist president? He's the Blando yeah. boyfriend who looks exactly like Josh Duhamel. I believe that he, that, uh, that guy plays, like, the same douchey superpower friend on a CW show from a few years ago called The Tomorrow People. That was very bad. <laughs> which, uh, one, which one is he in this picture? Is third, he... third in from the left. Okay. Yeah. How I when I first opened this picture, I was desperately hoping, and how great would it be if one of these people was just Abraham Lincoln? <laughs> I was really or mad. One of them was Arrow? <laughs> yeah, Rem- Louisa. Remember a few now. years ago when they did an episode where Bobby and uh, Hunter have to go on the run, and so they all have drinks, and then they leave the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was sad because they were going to get their own show, and then they didn't. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was going to bring up. I really wanted them to get their own show. Like yeah. she was the she was the best character on the show, and then they're like, "All right, we have to make her leave because she's going to be on her own spinoff." And then they were like, oh, never mind." Is that Mockingbird? She, yeah, she okay. also was going to play Wonder Woman in that Wonder Woman TV show mm-hmm. in like 2009. I feel really bad that she keeps not getting to be the lead star in a TV show because she's like know, an, she's enter- an entertaining actress who uh, also knows how to kick people in shows. <laughs> yeah, I like her a lot. And I hated when uh, Bobby and uh, Hunter joined the show. I'm like, oh, fuck, these new people. I hate them. <laughs> but they really turned it around on me, and I like them a lot now, so I don't I know s- what's happening. <laughs> I was still lukewarm on Hunter, because uh, in I'm going to be a nerd about it. In the comic book, she's uh, ex-husbands with Hawkeye, and they just <laughs> like replaced him with a different nameless S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. They're like, nah, we can't get Hawkeye to be on this show. We'll just have her be ex-husbands with someone else. <laughs> no, I thought it was pretty good. He doesn't have a lot of uh, personality, but that's okay. <laughs> so- you can't pay attention to a full cast of, like, 12 people's storylines. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've not me. I've stopped listening to you guys a while ago because you're talking about a show other than Arrow, which is the show we're supposed to be talking about. Oh yeah, about. sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess he's um, uh, friends with mm, a bunch of people. I don't watch Arrow. Oh no, okay. he's got Jeff, that. Jeff, hey, hey, Louisa and Jeff, you guys re- mistook the part where I was starting to say something as an invitation <laughs> for you to talk over me. Listen, doesn't oh, okay. that happen literally constantly? On the show? Yes. <laughs> Uh, I was just going to say, there's a post, uh, these ones aren't numbered, so it's hard to say, but it's called It Finally Happened, and they made they made it make sense, where um, the arrow sticks one of his arrows in a boxing glove and then shoots someone in the face with it, and <laughs> that doesn't make sense. What are no. you saying? <laughs> I guess I the mean, fact it that makes... in, in the comics he has all different like specialized arrows, right? So I yeah, guess they I, were hoping for that. 
I mean, I get the it finally happened part, but yeah. the they made it make sense part, they did not. <laughs> Don't lie to yourself. It yeah. makes more sense than the way it works in the comic book, which is he has an arrow with a little tiny nubbin on the end, and midair the nubbin explodes and becomes a full-size boxing glove that then somehow punches the target in the face. That <laughs> reminds me of one of my favorite running gags on The Flash, though, where um, they want to know how... Uh, Eobard Thawne got his suit in the ring and they still can't figure it out, and that's great. Yeah, that is Oh, do they just never, they just never figured that out? They haven't as of yet, and every time they meet a new scientist, they're like, hey, can you help (laughs) us figure this out? And that's great. That's really weird that they brought back Reverse Flash for Legends of Tomorrow, played by the other guy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, that guy is... I mean, you're not gonna get Tom Cavanaugh. Of course you're not going to get Tom, Tom Cavanaugh. He's busy literally <laughs> carrying the entire show of The Flash. I think they're letting him get a little too crazy with his characters, though. Yeah, <laughs> thank God they are. They need to keep doing that. <laughs> I love him, but I think it's a little too much at the moment. I was thinking the other day, uh, like, I really enjoy watching The Flash, and I've watched it the whole time, and I remember when he turned out to be, spoilers for The Flash, when he turned out to be the bad guy in the, the first season, and I was like, oh man, is Tom Cavanaugh not going to be on the show anymore? Uh, and then they brought him back, which is great, and I think, I genuinely think, if that he had gotten gone off the show, I would have stopped watching it. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. don't think I would watch it yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's pretty essential. He's the only part of it that consistently I love. Every episode is great. <laughs> I am mad that Captain Cold moved to a spinoff and then died. <laughs> like, they put him in Legends of Tomorrow as the lead character, and then he dies, and he's just gone forever. I gotta say, though, that's a really ballsy bait-and-switch of, like, well, mm-hmm. like, tricking the audience for us being, like, Oh, well, of course they won't kill the character that they basically created this series for. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) And then somehow the show keeps going after he, like, dies so he can go film the new season of Prison Break. Yeah, I was gonna say, aren't he and his brother on Legends of Tomorrow busy playing him and his brother on Prison Break? They're not brothers on Legends of Tomorrow. But he's also on Prison Break. No, no, I mean, they're not They're also very, they're they're very clearly lovers, but the writers won't let them do that. They're fictional brothers on both of those shows. Is this the fire guy? Yeah. Captain Cold and Heatwave, yeah. Okay, I didn't, I mean, yes, I agree that they're clearly lovers. I didn't know that they were both on another show as well. (laughs) Yeah, they were brothers on Prison Break so many years before, yeah. Which is kind of fascinating, because nobody knows that. When Whenever I mention that to somebody, they're like, what? You're crazy. No, I didn't watch Prison Break, but I, I did learn that afterwards, that that's the reason why they were cast as crime partners on this show. And they romantic do- partners. <laughs> they do that a lot in the DC televised universe. They, they often have... I mean, I think that having um, Brandon Routh as the Atom is a nod to, like, we're not yep. going to have Superman in our universe. Yep. We'll just have Iron Man instead. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like he doesn't even get shrinking powers until I think the third season of Legends of Tomorrow. He's just <laughs> Iron Man the whole time. Yeah, you gotta make people wait for it. You gotta keep them interested. Uh, Is that true? I thought he <laughs> shrunk down when he first appeared on the Flash. No, he doesn't shrink down until until later. Huh. I feel like I saw right? him shrinking too, but I, I don't can't think be that's sure. true. 
I'm maybe he sure does he it says... at first and then can't do it later, but they make a point of him being like, I just have this suit, and like winking at the audience that uh, it's <laughs> he doesn't have any other things to do with it besides it be an Iron Man suit. Um, I love how many of the characters in the DC televised universe get their powers just from being friends with Francisco Ramon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, all of... The, it's, it's canonically established in the series that, for instance, the, the Arrow's entire high-tech base was designed by Francisco Ramon. Uh, Black Canary got her, uh, her voice thing from Francisco Ramon. He helped build the suit that the Atom wears that, that, like, makes him small. Almost, like, Captain Cold (laughs) got his powers from... Got the gun, yeah. So many people (laughs) in the universe, it's just Francisco being like, you're a superhero now, I guess. That's one of my favorite things, where some criminals kidnap him at gunpoint and are like, you're gonna make us cool supervillain weapons right now, within this afternoon. And he does it. (laughs) Yeah. I what you just reminded me of something that this uh, franchise does that I hate, which is they call everyone by different names than in the comic books. Uh, yeah. Like Oliver, he goes by Ollie in every other medium, but when someone calls him Ollie on the show Arrow, he's like, "No, call me Oliver." And <laughs> well, Francisco is Francisco is uh, nicknamed Paco, and everyone calls him Paco in the comics because he's vibe. Yeah, um, and well, but uh, H, uh, H what is it? H H Wells, the the like weird drummer uh, version of oh yeah, the steampunk one. <laughs> yeah, he calls him Paco sometimes. Yeah, that's like their their wink. Um, yeah. And then who's the oh Black Canary when they introduced her? Her full name in the comic books and show is Dinah Laurel Lance, and she goes by Dinah, and on the TV show they insist on calling her Laurel instead. Like, no, what are you doing? Are you no. just trying to make comic book fans mad? Is uh, that why you're I doing that? I completely disagree with you, because fucking every old comic book has people named, like, Betty, and yeah, of course they're gonna be Liz or something in a modern version, because <laughs> fucking no one's called Betty okay. or Dinah anymore, or Jerry. Okay. Like, nobody uses that. Betty them. and Liz is fine, because it's still Elizabeth. Yeah, this is... But, well, no. here's the thing, though. That was part of her name, and they're like, oh, this is much cooler, like a young person would have. So, yeah, they could use that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't, th- I don't think Laurel is a more common first name in 2017 than Dinah. I think they're both old lady names. Mm, How I about disagree. this, though, you guys? The show and the character are called Arrow, even though he's the fucking Green Arrow. Yeah. Like... Just call him the Green Arrow or call him something less stupid. They started calling him the Green Arrow in the fifth season. (laughs) It took five seasons for them to be brave enough to do that. The thing is, I felt like they were being like, well, the Green Arrow is a silly name. Like, yeah, the fucking Arrow is still a silly name. (laughs) Do something else. Yeah, after Flash came out, they were like, oh, we can make this show stupid too. (laughs) Yeah, oh, everything about it was dumb. This show is so bad, and it has none of the yeah. charm of The Flash, but all of the flaws of The Flash. I'm really irritated <laughs> oh. that the second-in-command or whatever is a tech wizard woman who is just like a Barbie doll, but, oh, they put some glasses on her. Oh, she's clumsy. So, yeah, she's mm, no, definitely I like a tech her. wizard. I wish oh, she why, Jeff? No! Jeff, no! <laughs> Don't like her! You can't! Don't fall well, for it, Jeff. good. They, they want oh. you to fall for it. That's exactly what they wanted. You're right, going right into their trap. She, 
That's the only performer who is giving any charm to that uh, show. Oh no, Jeff. <laughs> no, I, she's I mean her version of charm is like uh like a cartoon character though. It's yeah. so bad. The lead actor's version of charm is to do an impression of uh Christopher Nolan Batman and uh, have the blandest face. He he looks like he's he looks like someone cast a spell on him so you don't recognize him in a crowd. <laughs> he looks That's like, very true. He looks like the TV movie version of Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> is what he looks like. That is also yeah, very like true. The, the lifetime biopic, the unlicensed <laughs> lifetime biopic making of Batman Forever. Yep. He would play Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> yes, definitely yes. Oh my god! Um, but but Felicity is like. Honestly, Felicity is like if you were to create a character that you were using to make fun of the manic pixie dream girl trope Mm -hmm. and, like, make that. But the whole series was about how stupid that is. That's what that character is. And the fact that they don't, they aren't seemingly making fun of that and that's just who she is is crazy. Yeah. I, um, you see they're doing a Black Lightning TV show? comes out next year and won't tie into any of these other ones despite having the same showrunners and costume designers why would you do a black lightning show before you did a static shock show which is just black lightning but way better there's uh i think some like legal estate issues because two of the three creators of static shock have died and Mm. um like there is like dc Mm. has been very bad about uh treating any of those the that was all the Milestone Comics universe, uh, when DC bought them, have treated all of those creators very badly. So I don't know if they can use Static Shock. Fair enough. <laughs> well, remember what? when um, Supergirl came out, because it was on uh, CBS or something originally, and they're yep. like, oh, even though same showrunner and same universe, they will never, ever, ever do crossovers with the CW stuff. But They did changed. a crossover <laughs> in the first season of Supergirl. <laughs> yeah, but when the show started, they said, oh, don't worry, this is going to be totally separate. It will never cross over with the well, other stuff. it's like how in the first season of that show, they were like, and we will never say Superman. Never one time. Even that was though just this the first episode, though. Even th- though this character is just the a girl Superman, we are never going to say Superman. Like, I think that there was a weird rights issue when they made the pilot. Because yeah. so they strange. specifically avoid saying Superman as if they don't have the character rights to Superman, but then in the second episode, they say Superman like 40 times, as if they're being like, we gotta make up for lost time and make sure everyone knows that this isn't a knockoff and we do have the rights to Superman. I do like the fact that in the second season, the very first episode, Superman is just there. They're yep. just like, yeah, hey, we're they not moved afraid to the CW. Anymore, <laughs> yeah, because uh, Warner Brothers didn't want to let them use Superman while he was all, like on uh, CBS, so they moved it to the CW, and they're like, "Yeah, now you can have him." Yeah, yeah. I liked that guy who played Superman on the Supergirl show too. He was a good. Uh, who was that? Uh, Clark Kent and also Superman. He's some generic handsome guy. I haven't gotten he that looked, far. He looked like he might have been uh, maybe a Latino actor or something, or Middle Eastern of some kind. I think uh, he's. He, I think he's part Pacific Islander. I think he he's got mm. like Hawaiian heritage or something. He looked very like cool in that 
he's not what I typically thought of as a Clark Kent, but he still looked like a Dorcas and then like a very strong man. Uh, maybe I'm thinking of the ethnic makeup of Dean Kane, who is also a uh, uh, multiracial Superman. Mm. Yeah. I see pictures of him, but I can't find anything to click on <laughs> to find out more about this guy. Uh, no, he's only ever been Superman on Supergirl. Yeah, but who is he? His name he's is nobody. Tyler Ho- Hochlin. Oh, I see, yes. Oh, he. I, I bet he was on Glee. All of the other people from these shows were on Glee. No. Yeah, probably. I watched Glee. I watched all of Glee. Huh. I did not watch far enough into Glee to meet Grant Gustin or... Uh, uh, Melissa, I can't, Melissa Benoist. Yeah. I did not watch enough of Glee to meet either of them. I watched, uh, like, a season and a half of Glee. Well, you wouldn't have liked Grant Gustin, because he was a mean gay guy, like, the meanest, and he was, like, aggressively Oh, gay. no. <laughs> Much like he is on The Flash. <laughs> he's not mean. All yeah, the best episodes mean. are when he's mean, and he has to learn a lesson about being nice. Mm, you forgot about the episode where he's just very emo in the future. That's also very <laughs> That was my favorite thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, he had the Spider-Man 3 haircut and everything. I oh, know! Great. Do you think that that was an intentional, like, ribbing of the Spider-Man series? Nope. I think that they were just sincerely doing that, whereas <laughs> Sam Raimi was making fun of it, and that was ten years ago. <laughs> yep. Uh, I think the exact opposite, actually. <laughs> I, I genuinely think that they were trying to make a joke at, at the expense of Spider-Man 3. Could be. It was very good. Anyway, I guess we should stop talking about this. Yeah, I want to go to bed because yeah. I didn't sleep enough last night. This is New Year's Day, everyone. Yeah, we're recording on New Year's Day, so we are all very uh, drunk, I guess. <laughs> yeah, still. I didn't, I didn't drink a drop. I have a convention this weekend, so I need to save all my drinking power. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, if you guys want to lend Jeff some of your drinking power, please follow us uh, on Twitter at Seeing Reddit. Email us seeingreddit at gmail dot com. Rate and review us on iTunes, and of course, recommend this to your friends because it's great. Um, <laughs> if you want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Twitter at Kamikaze Pilot. Uh, I want to be cooler about uh, reaching out and connecting with fans because I really like that we make this show that makes a small number of people happy and I want to be able to keep doing it and I know that um, some people who are fans of this show and fans of Creepypasta have like reached out and we've talked about the troubles of life and it's been cool. I've made a couple friends. I can't really make friends as much anymore because Creepypasta has too many fran- uh, fans and there might be creeps. Um, but I, if you, I don't know, if you want some encouragement, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter, J3FK. I'm locked, but you can request a follow. Uh, and if I look and it doesn't seem like you're some kind of uh, weird neo-Nazi, I'll let you follow me, <laughs> and I'll probably follow you back. Instagram, I've been uh, much uh, more lenient about followbacks. That's JeffJK on Instagram uh, and Snapchat. no followback, girl. Sorry. No, I am now, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. He is uh, a fireback girl. You can also email me jeff at funtimes online dot jeff at funtimes dot online uh, by real URL that it's a real email address. I know it sounds like I'm being sarcastic, but it does actually go to think, my email. Don't Louisa and I also have that? <laughs> yes, apparently. I don't I don't I think you do. I I've yeah, never I think checked. uh you both have your first name at yeah. funtimes.online uh, forwarded oh. to your regular email. That's fantastic. 
I get so afraid about emails because I never check it ever. And then sometimes I see <laughs> someone I kind of know emailed me like a month ago just to say a little thing. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, there's no way that they thought I haven't checked my email in a month, which is the truth. They definitely <laughs> thought that I saw their email and ignored it because I'm an asshole. My phone sends me notifications for emails, but I do occasionally miss real emails through all of the things I've accidentally signed up for, <laughs> like newsletters yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't need five stack social emails a day. Uh, what if somebody's trying to, like, give me a job? <laughs> um but anyway, uh, I just, it's a uh, happy new year and, uh, I want to, uh, make sure everyone is getting through those hard times as best they can. So, uh, have, have, uh, have the courage to, to reach out to someone if you need help, uh, like getting through the tough times. Um, if I, I would encourage you to reach out to like loved ones and professionals first, but if you just need someone to be like, Hey, everything's going to be okay. You can shoot me a tweet and I'll be, I'll say that to you. I'll be like, Hey, I know things suck now, but they can get better. That's it. That's all I have to say. Okay. That's nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I just, like, if I reach out to a podcast person, like, a person I'm a fan of, I like really enjoy it when they respond and I want to be able to provide that to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just thinking recently that I really enjoy the fans I've been able to connect with from this show, so that's great. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, I'm at Heronbird. My account is also locked, but that's just so people at work don't get nosy. I will totally let anyone just follow me. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet all of your coworkers have Googled you and listened to this show. <laughs> I told you they don't know what podcasts are. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, I would like to point out that I am the only host of this show whose uh, Twitter account is unlocked. I am footloose and fancy free. So please, please. Yep. send all your direct hate to Matt because he yeah, yeah that's it. fine. I <laughs> don't report care. all report all of Matt's tweets. Find the find the one where he says uh, Nazi smells like poop, and if one person reports it, he'll get banned from Twitter, and also Twitter will send a police car to his house. <laughs> That's yeah. how it works now, I'm pretty sure. That's all fine. I don't care. I, you'd probably be doing me a favor if you got me kicked off of Twitter, so... Oh, yeah, we were talking before we even started recording about how it would be really good if someone deleted Twitter or stole it. See, I yeah, disagree, because so... I am not on Facebook, and I don't want to be on Facebook, so you got to stay in touch oh, with people somehow. Sorry, we should make this clear. I feel the same way about Facebook. <laughs> Oh, yes. I th- Matt said someone should destroy the whole internet, and I said, no, they should blow up Twitter and Facebook so hard that the people who run Twitter and Facebook also die from it. <laughs> it blows up their computer with a yeah, powerful they, charge. Someone deletes yeah. it from the servers so hard that the servers explode. Yeah. Um, speaking of our fans, uh, we had a record number of votes for our fantasy casting poll this right. week. Oh, yeah, uh, what was the casting? We asked who would be cast as Link in a live-action Legend of Zelda movie, mm-hmm. and my choice of Emma Watson came in first. <laughs> Miraculous. Thank you very much. I think I was, was I third? Did it stay? Se- second place was Bjork, Yay! which was Louisa. Uh, third place was Zac Efron, which was Jeff. And our wild card came in last with Justin Bieber. <laughs> So what a damn shame. Forty-three votes. Wow, we don't even have that. Oh no, sorry. I thought we didn't even have that many followers, but we do. We have ninety-five. Yeah. So, good job, everyone. Uh, thanks for bringing a win for me. Uh, I was afraid <laughs> Louisa would win every week, so I'm glad that that's not the thing. I'm just great. So, you know what's amazing? We have like 
that's really good engagement. That's nearly all of our listeners. That's yeah, like well, at least half of our listeners are also followers of yeah, the Twitter. We're great and we're very approachable. Clearly. I'm I'm rocking like a solid five percent of my listeners following the Creepy Podsta account. I need to get on it. <laughs> um, uh, thanks to the folks who've been talking about us on Twitter, uh, Skirk, uh, Skirk Lee, uh, Thank you. Regina, our friend Regina Tesseract Thank you, Regina. on Twitter. Uh, thanks to uh, Redemption Arc Podcast. Oh yeah, that's uh, Turner Doan's podcast. I was a guest oh, yes. on that a couple months ago. Mm, thank you, Turner. Yes, that's right. I remember you mentioning that. That sounds really cool. Uh, thanks to Turner as well. Uh, thanks to uh, the th- the rest of us is just uh, the two, the three of us <laughs> idiots talking about ourselves. Uh, thanks to Sugar yeah. High on Twitter. Thanks to Copper. Thank you. Thank um, you. Thanks, you guys, very much. We we really appreciate it, and we do love being engaged with you guys. That's why we started the fantasy casting, and we're going to keep doing it until you tell us that you hate it, and then we will stop. Uh, we'll yeah, tell your tell your friends about the show. And ignore you. To be fair. retweet but, those polls into the feeds of people who don't listen to the show, yes. so they get curious and listen to the show. Exactly, that is the plan. And then they'll be like, "What the fuck? They only mentioned this <laughs> poll in the last two minutes of the podcast." <laughs> and then we'll be like, "Yeah, but now you're hooked. <laughs> We've tricked you, and now we have all your money somehow." <laughs> yep, <laughs> that's how it works. Oh, cool. Well, if we if we sell them enough pyramids, and they sell their friends enough pyramids, that's how a pyramid scheme works. <laughs> yep. Uh, so if you, if you guys decide to get into a pyramid scheme, I think that it's very important that you remember to keep your pockets on Shrek. Don't read the comments. ASMR, happy new year. Know your eyes in the morning sun. I feel you touch me in the pouring rain. And the moment that you wander apart from me, I want to feel you in my arms again. You come to me on a summer breeze Keep me warm in your love Then you softly leave And it's me you need to share How deep is your love? Is your love? How deep is your love? I really need to learn So sometimes pyramid schemes are abbreviated uh, MLM, which stands for multi-level marketing, but um, when you're online, that abbreviation is very common for two other things: uh, Marxist, Leninist, Maoists, oh, no. and and men who love men, which is the yeah, medical was... term they use for people who aren't allowed to donate blood. All right. So, well, okay. So we all know that pyramids are based on the Fibonacci sequence, and probably yeah, the... we all know that. <laughs> and probably the most significant part of the Fibonacci sequence is that the first digit that's skipped is the number four. So I think mm-hmm. we should just change it to M4M instead, and then... Yeah, and that then would solve it'll, it. It'll definitely clear uh-huh. it out. Yep, no problem yep. there. Man, I really read a long way for that, Jeff. <laughs> you sound like no, you I was getting impressed. pretty unsure by the end of it. <laughs> I know, I was like, I realized how much work I was doing for what was barely a joke. Yeah, well, we have to make sure people don't, like bring string theory into this math, so it has to be M4M, no strings attached. Okay, I, I think that's that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, okay. What... Our one cool, our best joke was right after we finished the show. Well, I'll edit it in. I'll edit it in over one of the bad jokes from earlier. <laughs> <laughs>